What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Take a 20. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, Episodes will be kind of sporadic just because of work, so it'll upload when I'm able to upload it. Also, I apologize. I know my voice sounds a little raspy. Kind of dealing with a sore throat, but wanted to just hop on here real quick and do a um do a, an episode about the Utah Jazz um it's just a team that I had very high expectations for coming into the season they did not live up to those expectations nowhere near those expectations so just wanted to dive into that just a little bit um, because I don't think that the Jazz are in a position to actually make it to the Western Conference Finals, let alone the Finals. Um, It's going to be very interesting to see what happens to them over this offseason. So I just want to make a couple of predictions and see how right on the money I am when it comes down the line to it, um, of this off season. But yeah, first off, depending on where they end in the seating, um, excuse me, uh, I can definitely see them being a first round exit. Um, personally, I think that they'll make it to the second round, but get immediately bounced which is nowhere near the expectation within the organization and outside uh, in public eye of what the Utah Jazz should be doing. Now, I think that really anybody who isn't named Donovan Mitchell is open for open for trade even a coach like Quinn Snyder even though he's been an amazing regular season coach has gotten them some postseason success there's been a lot of collapses under his watch but honestly I don't think that he's the issue Um, I think that he is the closest thing to Greg Popovich that the league has seen since Greg Popovich um, you know, some people would say Nick Nurse and, um, some, a few other coaches out there as well that in, instill the, uh, Spurs ethos. But I really think that Quinn Snyder is the one who, if he's given the right pieces, because in the in the beginning of him being in Utah, it looked very Spurs-esque. So I just feel like if you give him the right pieces, he'll be able to turn it into something very, very great. Um, But with that being said, he's been given a lot of chances. I mean, Utah really likes him. They keep extending him um, for multiple years. So... I think that ultimately ownership is going to have a say 
um, obviously. But I think that Quinn Snyder is definitely not in jeopardy of losing his job. Um, a lot of people do think that he is. Me, personally, I don't see it. Um, he's just one of those elite coaches that you would rather not get rid of unless you have a clear-cut upgrade already within your organization, which they do not. Um, for example, like the Los Angeles Clippers, getting rid of a high-caliber coach in Doc Rivers, but being able to get Ty Lue immediately after because he's already in the ranks. So it's little things like that where you you have to look at it and see like who would be the available coaches out there, who would be a better replacement for Quinn Snyder for a team like this. And really the only coach that comes to mind and this is the coach that's always going to come to mind anytime it comes to coaching like guards that should be very elite two-way uh players so of course a lot of people who listen to the podcast know where i'm going with this but of course mark jackson i feel would be a great addition to the jazz organization now I I don't think that Quinn Snyder is in jeopardy of losing his job, but I'm just saying if he were to, I think that Mark Jackson would be a really good option in bringing into this um, into this franchise just to see what he's able to do with Donovan Mitchell, really getting him to commit to the defensive end as well, and obviously they're. <clears throat> Obviously, there there would be some growing pains, um, some bad times, but I think that in the long run, uh, Mark Jackson could do some pretty good things with this Jazz team. Now, I think that Quinn Snyder does deserve at least one more season with this team. Um, maybe not this exact iteration of this team. Like I said, I think that any player that's not named Donovan Mitchell should be up for a trade discussion. Um, Mike Conley, I know, won't have the biggest um, trade market. The Los Angeles Lakers obviously would be interested in him just because of obvious reasons, but they don't have anything that would entice the Utah Jazz to actually trade Mike Conley to them, especially within conference thing. Mike Conley would make the Lakers exponentially better. So that's something that the Jazz would try to avoid. So any trades that the Jazz do over the summer, and this is like honestly, in my opinion, a foregone conclusion, they're going to be making trades and a lot of changes to this roster. Um, because I, I don't see them getting past the second round at all. Um, if they get past the first round, I would deem it very lucky. Um, but that, that's just how this team is shaken out. And a lot of people have been comparing this team to the Lob City Clippers in terms of the staleness of them continuously trying to get it done, but it not happening. Them having the talent to make it happen, but it just not happening. And I think that with the trade of Joe Ingles, that just kind of spells the end of this era 
of this iteration of this Utah Jazz team. And at this point, I think that it's time for them to start looking to trade Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, even Bojan. Like, there, there's plenty of opportunity for for um, them to get players that could help them in the long run. You know, the Toronto Raptors are interested in Rudy Gobert, so maybe it would be a possibility that they're willing to part with Pascal Siakam, especially with the emergence of Scotty Barnes. I think that it's a more likely thing than it has been in the past for the Toronto Raptors to trade um, <clears throat> Pascal. But I think that this summer is really the most opportunistic time for them to trade Pascal Siakam and to, for them to get back a Rudy Gobert, uh, somebody who's going to be able to anchor their defense and really be like – a lot of people don't look at Fred Van Vliet as a defensive guard, but he is extremely good defensively. So, and Scotty Barnes isn't really like isn't a slouch on defense. So, it would be a very interesting team to watch. Um, I think the only player in their starting lineup that wouldn't be a like great defender would probably be like Gary Trent Jr. But um, beyond that, I think that that would be something that the Raptors would be very interested in. Now, I think Utah would also be interested in it because you're adding a player in Pascal Siakam. Yes, he does need the ball in his hands to score, but he's somebody who can create his own shot, which is something Rudy Gobert could not do. Uh, Pascal Siakam also is a decent defender, um, not anywhere near the level of a Rudy Gobert, but definitely not a slouch on the defensive end. So I think that that's something that could absolutely happen over the summer. Uh, I know that the Dallas Mavericks are also interested in Rudy Gobert, but that that I don't see exactly how it would work out. I don't know who they would be willing to trade. Like a Tim Hardaway Jr., I feel, should be staying on the Dallas Mavericks. But with the emergence of that young dude, I can't, oh my God, I can't remember his name, but he's been like absolutely lighting it up for Dallas. So with the emergence of him, it's kind of a situation where, like, all right, well, we can kind of um, kind of just play play around with things, um, but I'm I'm not entirely sure the the Dallas Mavericks have any. Mm, I don't think Tim Hardaway Jr. would be enough. For them to trade Rudy Gobert, they would definitely need something more substantial coming back. Um, and, of course, they would need to include some more just because of 
financial reasons, but it, to me, it just doesn't seem very viable for the Dallas Mavericks to entice the Jazz to actually do a trade with them. So that's something that I don't really see on the table. Um, also, I've heard the Bulls are interested in Gobert. That would be pretty interesting because you can honestly just do a Gobert for Valanciunas, um, like straight up. And honestly, I know the Jazz wouldn't do that. That's a pretty bad trade in my opinion, but that's really the only way that I see the Bulls actually getting involved in this because outside of that, there's not too many players that they can part ways with that wouldn't make a significant change to their core makeup um, in rotation. So I think that Nicola would be the obvious choice for the Bulls to include in a trade, um, though I don't think that is something that the Jazz would be very interested in. Now, like I said, with Conley, it's it's the Lakers and the Knicks, in my opinion, um, who would be interested in. Now, the Knicks is very, very interesting because you have Cam Reddish over there who I feel would be an amazing Robin to Donovan Mitchell's Batman. I think that those two players would really feed off of each other kind of a match made in heaven in my opinion but I don't know if like I know New York would be willing to include him in a trade I just don't know if they're going to be able to put it put together a good enough package to entice the Jazz to actually conduct that trade because really I was looking at it and they would have to do First and foremost, I definitely would want a Cam Reddish or would want Cam Reddish in that trade. Secondly, probably including Kemba Walker just because, you know, Kemba is a walking bucket. He has, he's had an offseason. He's definitely lost a step, but it's something that, you know, you're playing next to Donovan Mitchell. Not too much is going to be expected of you. So putting up like, 12 15 points a night that's something that it would be completely fine even putting up lower numbers like 10 9 7 anywhere within that you still have cam reddish who's going to be lighting it up alongside donovan mitchell so i think that that would actually work out pretty well defensively this team would be in a little bit of trouble i know cam reddish is a pretty good defender Donovan Mitchell is a really good defender when he wants to be and that in my opinion is something that can be approved on uh, their defense but yeah I think that the the Raptors and the Knicks are really the best trade partners um, for the Utah Jazz to be looking for in this offseason now, do I think that those trades happen 
exactly the way that I, I'm saying they will probably not, but in some way, shape or form, I do think that, um, Gobert will end up on the Raptors during the off season and Conley will end up on the Knicks. Don't know, like, obviously don't know specifics, but that's that's just kind of my, my parameters of what I think a trade with them would look like, and I think that they're the most likely candidates. With that being said, we'll call it an episode and see what the Utah Jazz do in the playoffs, see what they do during the offseason because I, I clearly think that they're going to be doing big things. And at some point next week, I'll be dropping another episode about my predictions on what will happen in um, the playing round and who will come out of the West and the East. But until then, hope everybody stays safe and healthy out there. And I will check in with you guys next time. Peace.